Hey now, hey now, hey now. Me and my homies love the bottle like Tyson loves Customato. For the days you feeling real bad, think of the best freak that you ever had. That's a little rhyme from Andre Nicotina. I spent two weeks back in the Bay, and he was the Bay Area rapper that I gravitated towards on this most recent return. The guy really was a poet, you know. He really knew how to write raps, and he just stayed within his own sound. And uh, that type of commitment to one's individuality and their artistry is something I admire greatly. And plus, the poetry in his flows was just so deep and clever. He was saying, like, like Tyson loves Customato. Customato was Mike Tyson's boxing coach who raised him up. And so, to love something, that simile is uh, <clears throat> quite, quite powerful from Mr. Andre Nicotina. So yeah, I did. I went to the Bay. I did a backpacking trip in Yosemite with the boys. Chilled in the Bay for a little bit longer. And then road trip with my girlfriend from the Bay to Laguna Beach, California. Orange County. I can't get away from this place, Orange County. It's really played a significant role in my life. My grandparents lived here. So growing up, I'd come visit here all the time. This is where my dad was raised in Newport. And then when I lived in Los Angeles, I'd come down here frequently. And then, you know, now I'm in, I live in New York. But lo and behold, I'm dating a, dating a nice young woman whose family is from here. Who has uh, access to a lovely apartment here in Laguna Beach. So I'm back back in Laguna Beach and um you know all the people I know who live in Newport Beach, Laguna Beach, Orange County, I love very dearly. They're amazing people. Salt of the earth. Just as good of people as you'd find anywhere. But you know, generally Orange County as a place not really for me. <clears throat> not for me. I'm not saying it's a bad place objectively. But it's not for me personally. I could never take up residency here. Not saying that it's a bad place objectively. I'm just saying it's not the place for me. The one thing that I don't like about Orange County, Newport Beach, Laguna Beach area... Is the lack of diversity. I've been here for three days. And I have yet to see one black woman or black man. Why is diversity important to you David? Because I like to draw from all different types of cultures. I like the mixing pot theory. I like to be around all different people and all different ideas. Um, I think that's intrinsically important. I think without diversity, 
things are just they get they get a little stale and boring and you know that can lead to fascism also the thing about Laguna Beach and Orange County and again it's not objectively bad it's just not for me is that there's not a there's not a Jewish presence you know and I like to be around other I I like to be around other Jews it just makes me feel safe and I like what the American Jew and the American black man bring to a city the elements those two groups bring to a city is what I look for in a city hence I lived in both Los Angeles and New York City New York City is the place for me that's it and I'm a homebody you know I'm I'm happy at home. I When I'm at home, I don't feel the need to travel. I don't feel the calling to get out and explore the world. Maybe this is um, because I've lived a fortunate life and I've been able to travel a lot in my youth. And I kind of feel like I get it. Like I get it. I get it. I get it. I've seen it. Of course, I've only seen this much of the world. The smallest percentage, the smallest fraction, and I haven't seen anything, and there's so much more for me to learn. And once I actually get on my travels, I'm really happy to be traveling. But it's just the transition from not traveling to traveling that uh, is really difficult on on me. Because I like, you know, I like to be at home. I like to be in the house. But once I'm out of the house, I'm happy to be out of the house traveling, seeing new things, seeing people. Returning to the Bay Area is is a trip. It's always just a trip. Because I grew up there. You know, I spent 18 years of my life there. but, But I haven't lived there since. Did a summer there in law school. But I haven't lived there since. And so I go back and it just feels so familiar and yet so foreign at the same time. It's a it's a split feeling and they and both realities exist, you know. You go and it's like all the 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 place holds memories and those memories kind of contribute to who you are at the present moment. But then you look around and you see a bunch of 30-year-olds working in tech, driving Teslas. And you're like, this wasn't here when I grew up. Another big change is that because since the Whole Foods in Mill Valley used to be just the most gorgeous, luscious supermarket. The produce, the meats, it used to be a contact high when you walked in that place. It was just luscious. It was it was the fruits of the Garden of Eden. But now since Amazon bought it, it just like gutted their soul. And like what is Mill Valley? What is Marin County without delicious a delicious Whole Foods? Um I think there's other supermarkets that have sprouted to take the place of Mill Valley, but to take the place of Whole Foods, but you know. But it's been really great to be home, to see all the people, 
see my parents, see my sister, see my brother-in-law, see my niece, Laylee Badu, see my grandparents. They're doing well. Did a little painting with my grandmother. That was very nice. It was a positive visit. Now that COVID, it's nice that COVID has really subsided so we can all get together again and relax. We can get together. We can relax. We can have a couple conversations. We can have a cup of coffee and everything's good. I'm all clogged up. I'm all clogged up. I don't have COVID. I got COVID tested. I don't have COVID, but it's in the nose and it's in the throat. I went to Yosemite. Yosemite, what a magical place. What a gorgeous, gorgeous place. The trees are so big and so beautiful. The air is clean, thin and clean. It's hot. It's dirty. And I went with four friends of mine. And I went with these four friends who are from summer camp. It's uh, We grew up going to a Jewish summer camp. So I've known most of these guys for at least 15 years. So even though we don't keep in touch during the year... When we get together, it's familiar. It's just like we picked up right where we left off. Because we know each other. We know each other's essence so well. And we grew up hanging out in the mountains. That when we got back together, it just felt so natural. A funny detail about the group is that Two of the guys were named Ben and two of the guys were named David. So that's kind of stereotypically Jewish. But it is funny. That's just a funny group thing. And uh, the guys I was going on the trip with are all studs. You know, they all have six packs and strong pectorals. And they incorporate cardio into their weekly routine. And I don't do any of those things. I just walk in New York and I walk up four flights of stairs multiple times a day. And I had this theory that that gets you in just as good of shape as any exercise. Just walking. And boy, I was wrong. These guys whooped my ass all over the mountain for three days. I was the kid, the little, I was the slow kid in the bunk. Who was like crying and needing to take a lot of breaks. I was getting my fucking ass kicked. On the first day. We show up at the hike. The trailhead. And my friend knew a sorcerer in Oakland. Who gave him some magic jelly beans. That will help you realign your inner compass. While also showing you the unseen of the outside world. And I had a couple of these jelly beans. And, uh, not jelly beans, like magical beans from a magical land far away. From a fantasy land. So I had some of these magical beans from another dimension. And I said to my friend, I said, who had done the hike before? 
And I said, what do you think? Should we take some of these magical beans before we do the hike? And he said, I'm going to. So it's the middle of the day. The hot is bl- the hot sun is blaring down. And I take a few of these magical beans. And little did I know the hike we were going on was five miles uphill. Five miles of switchbacks uphill, no shade. And on top of that, the group decided that they really wanted to cook extravagant meals every night. So each of our packs was about 70 pounds. And and in the in in the planning process, since I was a late addition to the group, I was Mr. Go with the flow. I was Mr. Go with the flow. I'll be like, you know, whatever, whatever. We'll just see what happened. Someone wants to cook big meals. Let's cook big meals. Someone wants to go on this hike. All right, let's go on the hike. I didn't ask about what was the hike. And that was stupid of me. And I also didn't ask, hey, you know, we're packing a lot of food. Is that really necessary for backpacking? You know, is that... Is that really necessary? The bitch was that it was a nice bonding experience. And it was. It was so nice once we got up the five-mile hill to sit around the campfire and cook these long meals and watch one of the group members who had a, who was very talented cook. It was, it was very beautiful, actually, to watch him cook. It was like It was almost romantic the way he cooked. It was very artistic. It was beautiful. But was that worth the five-mile hike with the 70 pounds in the hot sun? I don't know. Back in the day when guys would go backpacking, they would have beans and jerky. They would sit and have beans and jerky. And that was it. But the hike was only really hard for me because I had taken these magic beans from another dimension. So it was like... I was I was having this psychedelic experience. Not that I was taking psychedelics, but I was taking magical things from another dimension. So I'm comparing them to psychedelics. So I was climbing up this five mile hill, dragging behind the rest of the group. The backpack was so heavy. I felt like my inner like matrix just being crunched and realigned. It was like my soul went to the chiropractor. I don't, it was like I was getting out all my anger, all this different type of anger. And I and the only way I could deal with it was by making the sound of uh, uh, uh. So I was climbing up a mountain. I was climbing up a mountain making those sounds. Everyone was like, "What is this guy? This guy's crazy." And it was brutal. I was lagging behind the group. The group, It was like four guys, all strong, all amazing, all athletic, climbing up the hill, and me behind them. And I was just dragging ass. And I was like, holy shit, I'm out of shape. Fuck. But we got to the top. I got to the top. Would I do it again? Probably not. I probably wouldn't walk up a five-mile hill after not exercising for not doing any cardio for about a year, I probably wouldn't do that with a heavy backpack. And if I knew the hike was five miles uphill in the hot sun, I probably wouldn't have taken the magic beans from another dimension. But it's all about my journey, you know. Fate has dragged me to this point. 
It's a consistent unfolding. And up there, it was just great to hang with the guys. I mean, it was just so great. The conversation was never-ending. There was always a conversation happening. Anywhere you went, there was always a conversation. We were all just kicking it. It was a group just schmoozing. It was a three-day schmooze, and it didn't run out. It did not run out. It was just a great... It was just great. It was so... the Nature really refreshes. You go out there, and you get refreshed. And you... You, you get the answers you need. You get the answers. You go, you go. It's like the old myths. You have to climb to the top of the mountain. And when you're at the top of the mountain, that's when the voice comes through and tells you what you need to know. It comes through. It's always there, but somehow when you're up, when you're up on top of the mountain, all the other noise gets cleared out and you can really hear it. You can really hear the voice inside of you that that got gu- that guides your inner compass. That is your inner compass that tells you the next moves to make. And uh that's really nice. That's a nice thing because, you know, some of the hard part of being alive is feeling lost and not knowing where you're going. But that's just cuz there's just so much junk in there that Mutes and fogs up that inner voice. But when you go to the mountaintop. Carrying a 70 pound pack. In the hot sun. In midst of a experience that's analogous to a psychedelic experience. Because I did not take psychedelics. I took magical beans from a sorcerer. From another dimension. Pretty intense. It's a pretty intense experience. You know, now I'm on vacation. Now I'm on vacation. I was with the boys, and now I'm with the lady. And we're hanging. We're hanging. Everything is all right. Everything is all right. It's a, it's a beautiful day in California. It's a, like in Southern California, almost every day is a beautiful day. And I think that's why it confuses people. Because... The human experience, whether you're in the most beautiful vacation place in the world or you're in the guts of a city, the human experience is a dream punctured by nightmares. And when your exterior world doesn't look like a nightmare, it gets a little confusing. That's why I like New York City. I like New York City because my outside world is reflects what's going on in my inside world. Southern California... A little confusing because it just it's just it's just a so clean and pretty, but there's no diversity, and they do not like Jews in Orange County. This is an anti-Jew place. They don't like the Jews here. They don't like black people. They don't like Mexicans. This is a racist area. But, you know. Not everybody. Not all the people who live here. But I just think I have this feeling. It just feels this way. But that's America for you, baby. That's America. 